0: I say the word self-sabotage, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Emotional or comfort eating? Maybe negative self-talk? What about fear of failure or even fear of success? You know, those self-defeating behaviors that we do to ourselves? Self-sabotage can wreck your weight loss journey after surgery. Coming up, Bariatric psychologist, Dr. Connie, is here to help you recognize self-sabotage and also to teach you how to overcome it so you can have a successful transformation don't go anywhere.
1: Did you know that ProCare has a multivitamin soft chew that comes in three delicious fruit flavors? With flexible dosing, you can accommodate your whole family's vitamin needs, and it even includes iron, paired with calcium chews and our protein powder. Visit ProCareNow.com and use code SUSAN10 to save 10%.
0: Hi, I'm registered dietitian, nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell, ex-radio dietitian turned podcaster. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 142. Tired of all the hype and confusion when it comes to nutrition, especially bariatric nutrition? It's enough to make you say, forget about it. I don't know what to do. Well, I know what to do. It matters where you get your information. When it comes to bariatric surgery, nutrition is specific. So let's cut through the hype. Let's get the accurate information you need to know. Simple strategies that will work in your real life. Are you receiving my weekly newsletter, Breaking Down Nutrition? You'll be the first to know about product specials or helpful tips, the latest podcasts and upcoming interviews you don't want to miss like today with Dr. Connie. Sign up on my website, breakingdownnutrition.com. Well, joining me in the studio is Atlanta-based psychologist, Dr. Connie Stapleton. If you're a regular listener, you know that Dr. Connie doesn't hold back. She gets right to the core of the issue and she always shares practical ways for you to improve your relationships with food, other people, but most importantly, with yourself. Today, she's doing that with self sabotage and will help you stop doing that to yourself. You can find links to Dr. Connie's website as well as her podcast called Barry Aftercare in the show notes.
2: Hello, Dr. Connie. Good morning, Dr. Susan. I loved your intro because it explained it so perfectly. I can't wait to talk about this sabotage business.
0: You know, when I think about self-sabotage, I think about some self-defeating action or behavior that prevents you from achieving dreams or goals, whether it's a a weight loss goal, a fitness goal, a work goal, even a a goal just to stop negative self-talk. And maybe self-sabotage is a behavior you don't even know you're doing to yourself. So to me, we have to recognize these behaviors that we're doing and understand them before we can stop. Is that right? I want you to start us off with how you see self-sabotage, explaining that to us. Well, you just did an amazing job of doing
2: that. And it's interesting if you look at the word sabotage, what it actually means, The definition is to intentionally destroy. So when you talk about destroying your goals, that's exactly what it is. And like you said, it's oftentimes we're not aware that we're doing it. It's intentionally destroying, even though some of this intention is not like I'm going to set out to destroy myself, but we're doing things through thoughts through our behaviors, through our feelings that absolutely are going to destroy our chances of reaching our healthy goals, whatever they may be. So absolutely.
0: And that's pretty strong, right? It sounds pretty strong, <laughs> but there's there's always good news on the other end of the bed. <laughs> that's right. And it is strong because that, that sounds awful. My gosh, I'm
2: intentionally destroying my chances of success. But the great news is that this really can be changed. You can For sure, interrupt these self sabotaging behaviors. It does take some work, but hey, everything worth having does, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you just said, the word you can interrupt your these behaviors. So I'm thinking specifically to our community and the weight journey because that's where you and I focus. Share examples of self sabotage that you see specific to the weight loss journey after surgery. Absolutely. And I sh-
2: I'm sure a lot of people will go, oh yeah, I've done this, I've done that. And I want you to think about as I go through some of these, that most of this begins in our mind. And so that's where we have to start making the changes. But here are some, some great examples. Some, you know, finding excuses. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to meal prep. That whole procrastination thing. It's a setup for failure, right? Right. Or we've talked about that diet mindset and how you really want to let go of that because the diet mindset has got to go because it's all about rushing to results instead of doing the work you've got to do. So getting rid of that diet mindset, because the diet mindset is absolutely a self-sabotage you fo-
0: Yeah, I think I've told you before that my, my students, when I used to teach at the university, every time we would talk about, a diet. (laughs) They would say it feels like drop the T and they're going to (laughs) die. For sure. And that's so true. It's just total opposite of healthy lifestyle diet. I feel like I'm going to die on a diet versus
2: (laughs) healthy lifestyle. I think that's a great way to keep that in mind, actually. Anyway, things like skipping your training sessions or, or not bringing your gym gear Or, you know, eating in secret or even things as simple as going to the grocery store when you're hungry. That's self sabotaging, making sure not making sure you have snacks with you at all times. That would be setting yourself up for success. Self sabotage is not bringing those
0: snacks with you. Right. Then you get home and you, you want to eat the door off the refrigerator. All exactly. of us. It doesn't matter who it is. If you've gone too long without food, you've worked hard and it doesn't matter what you eat. Just give it to me. <laughs> and a simple,
2: a simple summation would be feeling to do the things that you're taught to do in your bariatric program.
0: And don't you think that means um, kicking perfectionism to the curb? Because I feel that's a big part of it, that we have to say lifestyle isn't perfection. Agree? For
2: sure. For sure. That that all or nothing thinking, right? I'm going to do it all perfectly, or I'm not going to do it at all. The perfectionism and the all or none thinking go hand in hand. That's got to go because it is
0: pure sabotage. Right. and And lastly, before we go into some different reasons, why is it that we tend to just stay in the past and focus on, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, <laughs> just back yeah. looking at that, especially in not looking back at the good things, but looking back at whatever Always. we feel made us. I hate. To, I don't like to use the word failure, but a failure that would need, need to start again, refresh, reboot, whatever you ca- want to call it. Why do right. we stay back there? And do you yeah. see that as part of self-sabotage? I see that as a huge part of it. We, we, we dwell
2: on the things that caused us to regain or h- how we fell off the wagon in the past. And that is absolutely self-sabotage because it's that mindset thing that, you know, why bother? I can't do this. That mindset, the negative thoughts are probably the number one way we self sabotage when we focus on the past. Rather than using those things that didn't work for us as a learning instrument, we get on a treadmill of
0: going nowhere in a hurry, except back to the same old unhealthy results. Well, there. I know there are so many reasons for self-sabotage, and that's what I really want to hear from you, especially tied into weight loss surgery. We're focusing on the past, that's one, but tell us what all you see, different reasons for this self-sabotage that are specifically tied in to our community and weight loss surgery. <laughs> I really hate to talk about
2: this because it bursts everybody's bubble, but I love to talk about it because...
0: This is <laughs> your love hate relationship here. absolutely.
2: I love to talk about it because if people really want to change, this is a huge key but majority of the self sabotage comes from inner feelings of you know not being good enough, being angry with ourselves for past mistakes, or feeling the weight of the shame that a lot of people carry when they carry extra weight, right this feeling of unworthiness that comes from. Internal and external sources. So, a lot of it is this internal, like an anchor that weighs us down and pulls us under. So, we have to overcome that shame, that feeling of unworthiness. And that's a lot of head work.
0: Absolutely. And I was just thinking about the words that you said, feeling weighed down. I can almost picture that weighed down by the shame. Like you just have this huge, weight on your on you that just keeps you from living to the fullest that needs to just be taken off and kicked to the curb. For sure. And you know, it's funny, I had a
2: picture mm. too, while we were talking about that of literally, cause I was on my boat yesterday and it was really windy. And so we put that anchor down, but that wind was so strong that, you know, it was hard to keep the boat in place. And so it's kind of like that. It's like, you want to move forward in your journey, But this weight of the the past mistakes and the shame and the, oh, I don't know if I can, that negative stinking thinking weighs you down. And so it literally is finding a way to cut the cord to that anchor so you can do more than try to survive. You can thrive in this uh, new lifestyle.
0: I I really like that. I'm thinking as a dietitian, what I see as self-sabotage a lot is... um, I'll I'll call it several names. Stress eating, comfort eating, Mm -hmm. emotional eating. Mm -hmm. They're in some ways they're different, but in many ways they're also the same. And whatever's going on in life, we do tend to turn to food because it's everywhere. It's, it's legal, ubiquitous. It doesn't, you know, talk to us. We can just reach for it and use it as a coping mechanism. But it's really to me, self, a self-sabotaging behavior. Those are all great examples of self
2: sabotaging behavior. And in fact, I'm reading a book right now called Dopamine Nation. It is a phenomenal book. And it talks about how when we eat things, certain things in response to stress, emotion, you know, life events, it boosts the dopamine. And so we get this dependency, whether it's physical or emotional, on food for comfort. And that is huge self sabotage. I'm so glad you brought that up.
0: You know, I, I think we give food way too much power in our lives. If you look at the advertising and how food is all about reward or comfort or a party over and over again, you hear this message and your words about food influence your behaviors. You know, think about this. And this is where I, what I see a lot. Maybe you say, geez, I had the worst stressful day at work. I just deserve some chocolate, or (laughs) I worked out today, so now I can treat myself with whatever I want. But when you reinforce this reward (laughs) mentality, you Mm -hmm. set yourself up to, to, in some cases, for a self-sabotage or a self-defeating behavior with food over and over, especially when you're stressed and you know that you stress eat. You just don't want to give power to food. It's just food.
2: Exactly. What do
0: you think about that? I think it's,
2: I'm I'm smiling to myself, chuckling a little bit, because (laughs) literally before I talked to you, I did an evaluation with a woman who told me she knows she's got this tremendous anxiety eating thing. So she tells me about a situation yesterday. She felt the anxiety coming on. And so she said, and I drove to McDonald's and I got a number, whatever. And then I ate it and I sat and I did deep breathing for about 10 minutes and then I started to feel better. And I said, you know, I bet that breathing thing would work without the McDonald's.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? That's habit lifestyle. This is what I've always done. I am stressed. And I really love that she called it anxiety eating, stress eating, anxiety eating. I love that. But she did what she's always done, which is go to McDonald's and then deep breathe. And so you were saying in a few minutes ago about cutting the cord to the anchor and such, it does have to be a mental switch and lifestyle of I'm going to deep breathe and do this and that, but I'm going to cut the cord on McDonald's. Right. Because she was (laughs)
2: self-sabotaging with the McDonald's, but helping her anxiety with the breathing. So you're right. It's like cutting out that, that habitual anchor
0: that's full of self-sabotage. Well, back in a moment, and Dr. Connie will share specific strategies to help overcome self-sabotage. Bariatric Surgery Success is thrilled to partner with New Hope Girls, women empowering women. They offer a discount to our community. Code? Transform to save 15% and celebrate our shared commitment to transformation. Shop their beautiful bags at newhopegirls.com. Okay, Dr. Connie, let's get specific. Succeeding beyond the first year after surgery is dependent on having a healthy mindset with food and continuing on with those changes you've made the first 12 months. You know, I, I even hear that called the honeymoon.
2: Sure. And <laughs> it seems
0: like, you know, self-sabotage increases after those 12 months. Tell me if you agree with that. And then how do you get out of your own way and overcome yeah. self-sabotage so you continue these positive habits you've worked to build so hard after surgery? Yes, I completely
2: agree with you and I really believe that honeymoon period <laughs> is called the honeymoon for a reason and yet that is such a critical time to develop these habits. So that when you're out of that honeymoon and you're getting on with the business of living the healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life, you've got to be aware. Aware as you said at the beginning of this is the first being aware is the first step to change any kind of self-sabotaging behavior. So what am I doing? What am I doing sitting here at McDonald's when the issue is anxiety, right? So making the connection. Okay, I feel anxious. I turn to food. So there's my awareness. Then the next question is, what can I do instead to treat the feeling, the emotion, the self-sabotaging thought without the food? So it's slowly breaking away from the old habits, Got to dig a little bit, right? Instead of just reacting with the food, the habit is saying, okay, wait a minute. If I engage in this old self-sabotaging behavior, is it likely to lead me closer to or further from my goals? I love that question. And honestly, Dr. Susan, that question in itself could be the answer to a lot of problems in the return to unhealthy Mm -hmm. habits.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think, too, that it's food is not all or nothing. And so I don't want to make it sound like you can never have a McDonald's if that is what you absolutely love, or you can never have whatever your very favorite dark chocolate is or whatever. Occasional treats are fine. There's a difference in enjoying something because you really want it as a treat or reaching for it because you're so upset that eating that food will take that feeling away. You said something earlier and it always mm-hmm. makes me chuckle. The word deserve
2: when it comes to food just cracks me up. Uh, it's dessert? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I had I had a bad day. I deserve Not. a cookie. <laughs> what do you mean you deserve
0: a cookie? You know re- you went to work. <laughs> I remember desserts is stress spelled backwards. See? Oh my gosh! Yes, you remember that desserts is stress spelled backwards. So absolutely. we are stressed. We reach for desserts because that brings us comfort, and the day stunk, so we need that. And and again, it's like you're teaching us right now. To cut the cord to the things we need right. that aren't helping us.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So make, make a cut between,
2: is this something that, you know, I, it, it's a holiday, it's my birthday and I'm going to have a piece of cake to celebrate, or is it, I had a stress I day and I'm making an excuse, which is self-sabotage by saying, I deserve it
0: because mm-hmm. I'm stressed.
2: I hear that, you. That's a crock.
0: So (laughs) It's a crock, she says. Okay. (laughs) So then take us through how we get up in the morning or night, whatever. You may work a different shift. How do you set yourself up for success for the day? This is
2: a great, great point. And here's where the little bit of effort comes in, because nothing is achieved without effort. So Have realistic goals. Don't be like, today I am going to uh, eat not one bite of food off my plan and I'm going to exercise for five hours. No, set yourself up for realistic goals. So plan your meals, then follow your plan. Stay in the day. Here's another big self-sabotage. I want to have the scale down 50 pounds. Well, that's not going to happen today. But if I stay in my day, follow my set Realistic goals, then I can feel good and achieve those, which promotes positive self talk, right? And get enough sleep, get support. Don't think you can do this all by yourself. Get some movement, get some sunshine. Stay in the day and live your day just this day and use
0: the breathing skills.
2: Do some yoga, do some relaxation
0: you know? Fabulous, fabulous strategies. So as we wrap up, what would you say is either your your single most or a couple of most important take home messages that you want everyone to go away with saying, you know what, I can do that. I can start with that. Two things. Change requires change.
2: <laughs> Don't think you're going to get different results by doing the same thing. And the other thing is Stay in the day. Don't get ahead of yourself. Change requires change. Stay in the day and change your thinking.
0: I guess that's three things. Awareness of the stinking thinking. I love it. Thank you, Dr. Connie. Good information. You always take the deep dive in these topics. Such good information. Thank you. Thank you, you, Dr. Susan. Okay, you heard her. You can overcome self-sabotage if you're willing to do the work it takes. Change requires change. Stay in the day. Go back and listen again to the steps that Dr. Connie told you to take for today to overcome self-sabotage. You are worth it.
1: Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.